0: I have the immense pleasure of introducing our remarkable guest, Aradna Prakash. Beyond her radiant beauty and a captivating presence, Aradhna is a shining example of a heart filled with compassion. She is not just a lover of beauty, but also a dedicated advocate of our furry, feathered and scaly friends. She is on a mission to make the world a better place for animals, a true philozoic, Aratna goes beyond the ordinary bounds of pet adoption. She is a champion for animal welfare, dedicating her time and resources to rescue, rehabilitate and rehome those in need. Her home isn't just a heaven for pets, it's a sanctuary where love knows no bounds. But that's not all, she seemingly combines her passion for beauty and her love for animals advocating for cruelty-free products and eco-conscious beauty choices. She is a walking testament to the belief that beauty can be both inside and out, a philosophy that extends to all living beings. Well, we will dwell into her journey exploring the powerful connection between beauty and compassion from makeup tips to the pet adoption stories. We will uncover the layers of our extraordinary life. Prepare to be inspired and perhaps even persuaded to take action in your own life, whether it's through a bold lipstick shades or by adapting a new furry family members.
1: Hi Dr Rajesh, thank you for the welcome and having me on your podcast and um, it's a privilege to be your guest. Excited for this conversation. And for those of you tuning in, thank you for choosing to be here and hope you find something positive to take away from the discussion today. And disclaimer, while we may agree on few things and not quite meet the eye on others, I'm sure we all come from a place of honest intent to impact and influence the greater good. So, let's
0: get started. Aradna, can you explain the concept of Philozoism?
1: Philozoism, well, As heavy as the word sounds, it's a very simple concept rooted in philosophy and ethics that promotes a deep respect and compassion for animals. A bit of history, it's derived from two Greek words, philo meaning love or affection as most of you know, and zoon, meaning animal. And when it comes together, it's pure love for animals. It advocates for the humane treatment of the animals and birds and recognizes their inherent values and rights. In simple terms, all it asks of you is to not neglect them just because they don't have a voice. On the contrary, be their voice, be their ally. All sentient beings, species agnostic, have a right to be treated with kindness, dignity and equal respect.
0: If someone is interested in this philosophic movement, tell us few ways on how they can engage.
1: Um, let me share with you a few ways one can be engaged, both active and passive involvement, uh, starting with the simplest, education and awareness. Get informed, research animal welfare issues that affect the areas you live in and choose one or two to support. These could include overpopulation, sterilization, feral cats, dog conflicts, neglect and abuse, or even access to basic veterinary care. In addition, please understand laws, legalities, rules and policies that affect the issues you're most interested in supporting. And you could do this by reading up or connecting with um, someone who's already invested in this course. The second thing you can do is get to know your local organizations, um, any NGOs, not-for-profits that work towards the course of your choice. Reach out to them, call, email, get in touch with them via social media and, if possible, visit their offices or shelters. Find out how they work, what kind of support they need and how you can get involved. The third thing you can do is to volunteer. Uh, One of the best ways to get to know the needs of your community is to do some hands-on work at your local animal shelter by signing up as a volunteer. Not only will you gain better understanding of the issues and challenges that you want to support, but you'll also gain valuable insights and experiences that could help you become a paid advocate later on. Another thing you can do is to organise fundraisers change primarily needs awareness will grit and money and in addition to the first three you can help raise funds for your cause by organizing a fundraiser it could be as simple as a bake sale a thrift exhibition an art workshop adoption drives walk thorns, just bringing people together to support a community cause and finally spread the word Social media is hot right now. You can post updates on your pages or even create a dedicated social media account or blog to keep your community up to date. You could volunteer to speak at events, gatherings, schools or other education sessions. Um, Build reels, vlogs, podcasts, interviews. Um, Feel free to get creative. All these spread the word and inform more people about what they can do to help.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. If I wanted to get involved in active capacity, tell me how do we go about it?
1: Since we're on the topic of fostering and adoption, another very interesting way to be involved or engage yourself, which is gaining popularity in recent times, is passive adoption. While people have been doing it for ages now, there's just more structure and support. Um, the traditional way is via the opportunity to sponsor one of the shelter's permanent resident animals uh, which is being financially responsible for them. And with this small contribution, you will be providing food, medicine and other necessities for the animals that need to remain at the shelter due to pre-existing circumstances. The other way is to take responsibility for the strays in your area, largely under three categories. First, being food, Um, you would be responsible for providing basic meals and nutrition once a day. Vaccination, keeping track and ensuring um, the annual anti-rabies and other shots are being taken care of. And finally, neutering. At the right age, approach the ABC, the Animal Birth Control Programme. To help get the strays in the area neutered or spayed, these don't just help with population control, but also create an ecosystem of cohabitation and help prevent conflicts or competing for food and territory, and promise a far better quality of life. There are community feeder groups um, and also social media forums for um, different areas, especially here in Bangalore and you can connect with them to learn more. and um, if you're interested in being involved at a more active capacity you could either foster adopt rescue rehabilitate all of which are huge commitments and require you to dedicate substantial amount of time and effort while they might appear similar um, fostering and adopting unlike adoption fostering doesn't include permanency and parental rights over their foster animal. Well, I use the term animal a lot, but please know that it encompasses all species. Animals, birds, reptiles, rodents, um, all of them. Fostering is taking care of an animal for a limited period of time until they find a new home and family. Fostered animals, for most part, are supported by the Rescue Society or the not-for-profit that you're fostering for. Um, The food expenses, the veterinary bills, etc. are usually paid for by the organization. Whereas with adopting, uh, it may or may not involve an adoption fee, but you get to keep the animal forever as your own. Adopted animals are entirely your own responsibility. Um, You're taking care of their food needs. Um, You're responsible for paying all of their bills. But please remember, fostering is a vocation. It's, It's not really a try before you buy. And via fostering, you're actually giving numerous animals the chance of new lives in loving homes. It's almost like a second chance for them.
0: There's so much noise about animal cruelty tell me some ways how do we could prevent this or how do we battle it out
1: animal cruelty is a very touchy-feely subject and it could mean different things to different people and everyone has their own way of combating cruelty. Some opt for vegetarianism, which is more of a food choice. They battle animal cruelty by not eating any flesh such as meat, poultry or fish. Others choose veganism, it's more of a lifestyle change, to exclude all forms of animal exploitation and cruelty as much as possible. So their diet not only excludes animal flesh but also dairy, eggs, honey and other ingredients that come from animals. In addition, they also avoid animal-derived materials like leather and opt for faux or artificial leather instead. They avoid products tested on animals, alternatively going for cruelty-free makeup and perfumes. And refrain from visiting places that use animals for entertainment. But finally, the bottom line is just knowing that animals are not commodities. And it's not just about the illegal trafficking or smuggling please 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 do not buy sell encourage others or participate in any kind of animal trade this will largely help bring down backyard breeding and puppy mills animals locked up in inhumane conditions deprived of essentials like food water hygiene Um, this will help avoid spread of contagious infections or mass culling of newborns who did not meet the criteria and many more such ugly, gory truths that are masked behind what we get to see in plain sight. It does not matter how you choose to battle animal cruelty, small or big, every effort counts. Find what you stand for, what's your passion, what's your intention, seek guidance in that direction and take baby steps.
0: Got it. So what are some of the most pressing issues or challenges that Philozoics are currently working to address in the realm of animal welfare?
1: Another very interesting area of animal welfare is conflict management, rescue and rehabilitation, especially in village forest borders when it comes to wildlife. Uh, But please note, this is always, always done by experts and professionals and bodies with permit in this particular area. Organizations like Wildlife Rescue Rehabilitation Center, WRRC, Avian and Reptile Rescue, ARRC, and Centre for Wildlife Rehabilitation and Conservation, CWRC, work around the clock to support some of these initiatives. This includes the rescue, treatment, care and recovery of injured orphaned animals, accident trauma cases, seized from poachers or captured in a human-animal conflict. The experts treat the animal observe its progress and if it appears that the animal can make a sufficient recovery to be able to return to the wild, they will be fed, nurtured, provided safe temporary housing, assessed and rehabilitated as necessary. Well the ultimate goal is to safely return the animal back to its home but unfortunately it's not always the case. Sometimes they may be relocated to a man-made reserve or a monitored national park or non-releasable animals may end up with the rehabilitator of course under a separate license and permit as a surrogate parent for the often or injured young wildlife. But please please note this is very important if you ever find wildlife in need of a rescue it can be dangerous or even illegal to interact with the animal directly yourself. Be sure to contact a licensed rehabilitator before taking actions. To retrade bodies like WRRC, ARRC and CWRC are the right points of contact.
0: some examples of successful initiatives or campaigns or even organization led by Philozoics that have made a significant impact on animal welfare.
1: Since we're talking about support communities in continuation, I want to share with you a few organizations that are doing so much in the animal welfare space. And I'll reiterate, I know I use the word animal a lot, but it encompasses um, the entire non-human species, animals, birds, rodents, reptiles, um, mammals, non-mammals, all of them. Um, Starting with CARE, CARE stands for Charlie's Animal Rescue and Rehabilitation. They don't just rescue, treat, and enable adoptions, but they also partner with other organizations to facilitate wellness sessions like pottery with pups or yoga with animals. And they have their own cat cafe called PURD that people can visit and spend time with cats. And all of these are becoming increasingly popular. Another organisation is SCS, the Second Chance Sanctuary, as the name suggests they work towards rescue rehoming readiness and adoption of dogs primarily, um, giving them a second chance at the life that they truly deserve. One more that I've worked closely with is SBC, South Bangalore Cares, and this is a community of dedicated, kind-hearted Samaritans who give it They're all for the cause um, that every animal deserves a home and every family flourishes with the unconditional love of animals. There are also others like Cupa, Compassion Unlimited, PFA, People for Animals, PETA, People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals and I have massive respect for all of these organizations and the people who dedicated their lives towards uh, a commitment to making this world a better place for the voiceless Uh, they continue to inspire and motivate a lot of us um, and you can engage with any of these organizations in the capacity of volunteering, adoption, fostering, rescue, rehabilitation assistance and or even awareness building all of which we've spoken about before.
0: What actions or changes would you like to see individuals or society as a whole take to improve the treatments of animals and promote a more compassionate world?
1: That might have seemed like a lot of information and I admit this may not be everyone's cup of tea. People's interests and passions are different. Not everyone has to contribute to the larger welfare initiatives or intervene in a situation or even stand up against the societal wrongs. It's okay if you don't want to. But know that you're already doing your bit by not participating in abuse or harm or brutality against race. By not involving in illegal trading or trafficking, by not encouraging any activities that result in negative consequences for the animal. At the end of the day, it's just about acknowledging that all living beings have the right to live a quality life, a life without pain, constant fear and struggle. They are our fellow species, we all share the same planet, the same essential resources. And it doesn't take much for us to respect and appreciate each other's existence and demonstrate warmth, love, kindness and empathy occasionally. My appeal is very simple, for humans to be humane. Thanks, mil for the opportunity, um, Dr. Rajesh, and for those of you who've tuned in and listened to this podcast, thank you so much for your time, and know that each one of you have the superpower to make this world a better place for yourself and others. With that, have a great rest of your day. It was lovely meeting you all the virtually. Cheers.